Welcome to the Unlabeling Effect, where three distinctive women daringly dive into some taboos with the intention to normalize the uncomfortable yet vital conversations. We are ready to embark on a journey of self-discovery with comrades like you. Let's commence on this week's episode, Mending a Broken Heart. Breakups usually aren't easy. Whether your ex-partner ended the relationship or you did, reminiscing about the happy moments during your time together can make the breakup hard to get past. Whatever you're feeling right now is normal though. Whether that's loneliness, humiliation, rejection, disconnection, disappointment, or even relief. To help you better navigate the healing process, we will dissect on the feeling of being heartbroken and some tips on how to move past it. I'm your host, Vivian. I apologize in advance for my quote-unquote broken voice due to heavy flu during the time of recording. With me, as always, are my co-hosts, Mel and Rita. Hi, ladies. Hey. In our last episode, our co-host Rita mentioned her journey of mending a broken relationship. So Rita, reflecting on that experience, what's the hardest part? Is it the closure? Is it the emotion? It was relatively easier because we were in a long distance relationship. So we haven't seen each other for two years before calling it quits. But the hardest part is also because of not being able to have a closure, having a face-to-face conversation to talk about why did we have this decision? He didn't agree to it. So it was really hard to convince him to come to my side to look at the stories that I have in my head. It's really hard to close that chapter when the mindset wasn't the same. Can I take it in a way that before you made the decision of ending the relationship, your heart was already broken because your needs weren't fulfilled for a very long time. And I guess it's COVID where you don't see the end of it, right? So you knew like that's the cost. 100%. And I just came to a realization that some traits in a partner that I really, really need and he doesn't have it. That's Mm. why I think I need a What kind of traits? communication style, Mm. being level-headed when I really need that conversation. Do you feel like the first relationship is always a lot of trial and error and then you are always confused because you have no idea what works for you? My pie chart was completely off. When all your friends were telling you that you disappeared after you got into a romantic relationship, that was a warning sign. You were not keeping a healthy balance in your life and a lot of your energy, focus and effort were put in one single aspect in your life and that was so unhealthy and I would never want to see myself there again. Do you remember the time you took to actually be okay finally? I think that was at least a solid half a year to a year. It would just come to your mind without you trying to think about it. Even you really get out of that bubble, but it would just hit you at some point, especially when I'm in a new country. And I was just thinking how fragile a relationship could be. It's just a lot of reflective uh, moments, I guess. And you would just break down. You would just cry and cry to Olivia's song, I guess, just wrestling. All the sad breakup songs, let yourself uh, grieve, I guess, because it was such a beautiful chapter and it's gone. It's okay to feel sad about it. 
I think the freshest breakup among us would be mine a few months ago. I think it's more than half a year ago now. Can you believe that's six months already? Well, um, you've been traveling around the world. So I mean... <laughs> look at me now. I, I remember very, very vividly. I didn't want to do anything, but then I felt so lonely. I, I forced myself. I, I couldn't sleep, right? So I woke up at like 5 or 6 a.m. I went for a hike. It felt good for two hours. And then I went back to you know, feeling shit. I would watch movie, but I don't really pay attention to what they're saying. I would try to escape that discomfort. It was a physical discomfort. I'm not going to lie. There's so much happening inside and you don't know what to do. And then you just try a lot of stimulations, substance wise or harmful things or extreme sports. Like some people do do that, right? The only efficient way is to cancel all the commitment that I have and just heal and just do the bare minimum, like your job or just, just eat, you know, <laughs> go for a walk and that's it. Oh, that's pretty interesting. I was the opposite. I crowded myself. yourself. Yeah. I crowded my schedule because not mm -hmm. only distracting, but that makes me feel like I don't need that person. Like I'm fully functional. I'm still completely okay without that person. If I'm sitting in my room, I know I'm going to feel shit. When I feel super low, it really depends on how much remaining strength I have inside me because Sometimes when I'm in the right mindset, when I'm broken and vulnerable, I might resonate with more of what Rita just said. You know what? I can go and work out. I'm strong. You know, I have the strength. I know I can do it. This is the right way to really lift me up. This is the most efficient way of lifting me up. However, there would just be times when I just would feel so weak that I, mm -hmm. I, I couldn't, like, I just couldn't. I just had to lie down, do nothing. I think it is a process of me learning how to process those emotions. At least we're trying to deal with it. You are moving on to do things. I think the process was not easy because as you both know, I've stayed single for so long, like so mm -hmm. long because I, I wasn't ready to see anyone. Another struggle is that he has been seeing someone, whereas mm -hmm. I still couldn't move on then. You know, I was still holding on to my relationship with him. That was another broken part of me. And then I realized that the only way out is to really, really, really work on myself. As Fifth said, I need to stabilize my self-worth. I need to stabilize my self-confidence. I need to be sure of what I want, what I need, what I want to be. How can I be the person that I want to be? And I wouldn't say I'm now where I am, but I'm happy with where I am right now because I'm mm -hmm. still working having that mindset has helped me to heal because I've slowly let go of the past it's insane because the right people would then just fall into place like now I have a fantastic boyfriend that would just you know exactly how I would love to be loved part of being broken is actually the journey of bringing you to a happier place after you break up with someone you're grieving some type of hope would pop into your head which is super unrealistic and you know on the logical side it's never going to happen even if it happens it's not a good decision and you know it like what mel said like an internal struggle that oh i want to get in touch with that person again maybe like there's this 
random thought that, oh, I want to get back together just to not feel bad now. How do you guys fight that battle, I would say, internally? Because I think everyone can think logically. Everyone can say, lean on your support system, have a routine or find a new source of joy. Like those tips are very constructive, yes, but then it's also very hard to execute. So I really want to know, how do you deal with that struggle in your head first? As you said, like there's a tendency that after you broke up, you would glorify the beautiful side of that relationship and you kind of want to have that back remember maybe just write a letter to yourself or journal jot it down why the breakup was in place because there's always a reason there whether those problems are mendable having a chat with my support system is very important to me because those people reflect on what happened in my relationship as well because for example they told me that i disappeared while i was with this person or maybe i don't commit to stuff as i promised because of him or maybe Mm. or maybe that um you argue a lot your emotion wasn't stable like are you okay with him get a lot of these kind of comments then you know they're huge red flags you're trying to sweep it under the rug remember all those things when you are glorifying all those beautiful memories i guess during those weak vulnerable moments i remember when i talked to rita i still remember till this day she was like you cry too much for him and she would compare my previous previous <laughs> partner and he, she would be like you had a glow back then and now you look like you're drained and exhausted and I didn't know because I was inside the exactly. storm that is a really really good tip and I think writing it down journaling what happened that's really helpful for me as well and journaling kind of allow you to look at that melody or that vivian at that time how you were feeling at that moment after that incident and when you were rational when you look back at those moments and how you felt you knew that relationship shouldn't work like it wouldn't work yeah i think documenting is a good way in general how about you mel i was really struggling with my partner we basically had to really break down the struggles um it wasn't easy but i think talking it out and really like you know, it's a bit like our friendship because we would drill and ask the right question for each other, you know, when we're struggling. And I think it's having that practice in place does help me a lot because I think sometimes by talking it out is the way for me to process things. I have a conclusion. It's just time. (laughs) I really hate to break it up to everybody, but it really takes a lot of time for that emotional side to subside a little bit. And then you'll know that you made the right call. One more tip for me. I remembered I woke up and then I felt very heavy and I looked into the mirror. I looked at myself. I looked so tired. Um, And I hated myself in the mirror. Like I hated that version of me. And then I just put my palm on my heart. I just do like small pats like this. And then I started crying. It's like you patting a baby. It's like you parenting yourself. This is okay. I'm sorry that it happened to you. um, Mm. And I'm getting emotional. You know, it really worked. (laughs) You can try. Um, And sometimes I feel like 
The reason why we are struggling, it's because we don't have faith in ourselves that it's going to pass or we cannot see that it's going to pass. But to be honest, once you get through the first breakup, the the rest of them come like easier. (laughs) I think it's also about not being too harsh on yourself and knowing that you need to let it sit in you for a while. You need to let the emotions sink through so that it could get out of your system right it does as you said takes time Mm. but it's about knowing and genuinely believing that it's okay to feel Mm. this way but please don't just let it sit try to act on it at the same time having the balance of not putting too much pressure on yourself saying for example like oh it's already two weeks and I'm still so heartbroken I shouldn't feel this way like who the hell set that timeline (laughs) like don't label yourself or don't restrict yourself um I think being true to yourself and being in touch with like how you really feel would you know sometimes guide you to where you need to be yeah the last bit of this episode I want to have some really practical tips maybe one to two for each one of us I mean there are two ways they're both related to taking a shower (laughs) one is a recent habit that I've adopted which is taking cold showers in the morning because that really helped me to be so present with my whole body head to toe like that feeling of feeling really present that's like a little wake-up call I think my everyday wake-up call the second one is my shower in the evening Um, when I take a warm shower I really try to breathe and just relax that's how I try to heal and you're also the cleanest person among all of us (laughs) (laughs) how about you Rita As I mentioned, I guess journaling would be one way, especially right after the event happened. Then when you um, kind of want to spontaneously get back together or having all this random thought, look back at your older self and see why everything happened, why everything turned out the way it is. That could bring you a closure and answer a lot of why. Yeah, as Melody said, like, don't force it. Don't don't speed that up. You cannot speed that up. Express or empty that little emotional box that you kind of suppress to be functional mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, cry it out and grieve. You won't be heartbroken forever. So take one mm-hmm. day at a time, you will get there. Beautifully said. And um, I think to wrap up, the time that you're single is more than the time you're in a relationship. If you are relatively young, when you're a kid, you don't need a relationship to be happy. Before you get into a relationship, you were perfectly fine. You had a lot of friends, you had experiences. When you finish the grieving, like the emotion side, like slowly pick up the activities that you enjoy but you don't do anymore for example for me it's like painting or that now I have so much extra time to read that's something to look forward to being heartbroken it's like experiencing love in life it's inevitable and it's one of the greatest experiences as a human being so forget all the timelines that you've set for yourself and all the expectations really immerse in that growing and healing process this will only make you stronger that's all for today's episode mending a broken heart join us again next time when we talk about seeking closure 
Thank you for tuning in and let's continue the conversation on Instagram at Unlabeling Effect. Please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and iTunes and give us a rating. Until then, dare to feel, dare to be real. Mm-hmm.